Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Barbara Streisand, Leah Michelle, Michelle Obama, Donald Glover, Sylvester Stallone, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking a question. Like what? Hey, Bobo. Do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry. I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. For those fortunate enough to help the person who has always been their hero, find the care guides you need to help at aarp.org slash caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show or you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. Tell me what you think. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain one That's T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number 1. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I. L-A-T-T-O and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now the current temperature in the NY is a mostly sunny 50 degrees. Uh, before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon. So how has everyone been? How your week been so far? You know it's Wednesday, hump day, only a few more days before the weekend. Uh, before I get started with the show, I'd like to tell you guys uh, that my annual Valentine's Day show is happening once again this Saturday, February the 11th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, You know, every year I do an annual um, music show, and it's having to be my Valentine's Day show. 
where I celebrate Lover's Holiday, and it also gives you a chance to sit back and whine and just listen to some good, 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 soulful R&B music from my favorite genre, and to get the idea of who some of my favorite R&B artists are. So don't forget to tune in this Saturday. My annual Valentine's Day show on Saturday, February the 11th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And also, this is February. We're in the month of February. You know, it is Black History Month. And for the past two years, I've been doing a Black History Month segment. So 15 minutes after the hour, I'm going to give you who we're going to be talking about this week. We're going to be talking about an inventor by the name of Elijah McCoy. That's going to be at 15 minutes after the hour. So uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, This week we're going to be talking about uh, Barbara Streisand. Her long-awaited memoir will finally hit bookstores this fall. I'll tell you what the name of the book might be and what we should expect from the memoir. Also this week we have Leah Michelle. She's making amends with some of her Glee co-stars. I'll tell you... um, what she said, and also uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama is teaming up with Audible for a new podcast that was inspired by her New York Times best-selling book. And also this week we're going to be um, uh, actor Donald Glover, who's also a recording artist in his own right. He's bringing a new series to uh, our screens that was inspired by Beyonce's mega fame, and uh, he's going to give you uh, he's telling you he's giving us an idea what it's going to be about and also uh, Sylvester Stallone is taking his family up the Paramount Mountain I'll tell you what that is all about and uh, Sherry Shepard congratulations her daytime talk show will continue to grace our TV screen for the next couple of years and that's just some of this just the tip of the iceberg so let's get started um Barbara Streisand's long-awaited memoir will finally hit bookshelves on November 7th. Waiting nine more months for My Name is Barbara should be no problem for fans who read in uh, 2015 on uh, Barb's website that a book was on the way only to be left in the dark. The 80-year-old Brooklyn native has been, uh, had long hinted at a memoir, and in 2009, Streisand told the Associated Press she's written chapters about her life by hand, but wasn't sure she could commit to a book project. Now, during a 2021 visit to The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon, Streisand says she penned more than 800 pages on her experiences but gave few specifics. And despite selling more than 150 million albums and appearing in more than a dozen hit films, Streisand's life has been anything but an open book. And in 2003, she sued a photographer for invasion of privacy after he photographed her Malibu home. Her unsuccessful lawsuit drew more attention to the photos she was attempting to suppress. That unintentional cause and effect came to be known as the Streisand effect. The EGOTS winner has been married to actor James Brolin for 25 years now. Her first husband was actor Elliot Gould. Uh, Streisand's list of famous associates, including former First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, who Streisand told The Tonight Show encouraged her to write a memoir in the 1980s. 
Uh, there's no word on what Streisand is being paid for her uh, memoir. Um, it's being published by Penguin Random House. My Name is Barbara was also the name of her Grammy-winning 1965 album, which included the single Why Did I Choose You and My Man. Leah Michelle is making amends with her Glee co-star. The funny girl, who's now 36, revealed that she reached out to her former co-stars following the 2020 controversial controversy surrounding her alleged behavior on the set of the Fox musical series. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, I think these past two years have been so important for everybody to just sit back and reflect. This is what she told Interview Magazine. I did a lot of personal reach-outs, but the most important thing was for everybody to just take a step back, unquote. Now, Michelle shared how she has moved forward since this controversy came to light. She also said, quote, at the end of the day, what matters the most is how you make people feel, and you have to put aside your feelings. The conversations that I had behind the scenes with some people were incredibly healing and very eye-opening for me. Unquote. The Screen Queen alum noted how she hopes taking on the role of Funny Bryce and Funny Girl will allow people to see her in a new light. Part of those life changes, including becoming a mother to two-year-old Ever Leo with husband Zandy uh, Reach, uh, Glenn, uh, I'm sorry, Glee ran on Fox from 2009 to 2015, and in June of 2020, Michelle issued a public apology to her former co-star Samantha Marie Ware, who claimed Michelle made her life on set a living hell. Uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama is teaming up with Audible for a new podcast inspired by her New York Times best-selling book, The Light We Carry. According to The Hollywood Reporter, the 59-year-old uh, First Lady, former First Lady, will weave themes and riveting interviews from the book in her new audio podcast titled Michelle Obama, The Light Podcast. Now, according to the outlet, the podcast, which will air exclusively on Audible March 7, will feature in-depth conversations with celebrities like Ellen DeGeneres, Tyler Perry, Conan O'Brien, Oprah Winfrey, Gail King, Hoda Copy, David Letterman, and more. Now, Mrs. Obama will uncover personal stories about their individual roads to success and the valuable lessons they learned along the way. Alongside Audible, Michelle and former President Barack Obama will be crediting the forthcoming podcast under their production imprint, Higher Ground, and uh, the couple had already created a number of exciting shows under their production company, including the Netflix animated series uh, Ada Twist, Scientist, and the forthcoming anthology series Blackout. As previously reported, the six-part series will focus on the stories of six teenagers who find love during a power outage in New York City. Uh, Donald Glover is bringing a new series to our screens inspired by Beyonce's mega fame and the dark side of fandom that comes with it. It's titled Swarm, and the television probably pulled from the intense culture of Beyonce Beehive, arguably the biggest celebrity fan group on the globe. Following the recent end of Atlanta four-season run, show writer Janine Neighbors tells uh, Vanity Fair that Swarm is a sister to the popular FX series that lives in the same tonal space. 
Now, Glover's uh, latest project follows the life of Dre, played by Dominique Fishback, a young black 20-something whose stand-like obsession with a pop star takes her to a weird and dark place. Singer Chloe Bailey, a signee on Beyonce Parkwood Entertainment label, will star as Dre's sister, Marissa. Swan will also include Damson Idris as Dre's uh, charismatic love interest. The uh, the fictional pop star at the center of Dre's life has an aesthetic very similar to Beyonce's, according to Vanity Fair. Now, Glover and Neighbors explain that memorable TV anti-heroes like Donald Draper from Mad Men and Tony Soprano from The Sopranos inspired Dre's character complexities. Glover and Neighbors added to Dre's development uh, by utilizing the help and insight of former first daughter uh, Malia Obama in the writing room. Updates about Glover's latest project comes as the Internet is uh, frenzied over getting tickets for Beyonce Renaissance World Tour. The singer's website revealed that the North American and European tour dates it just came out on February 1st. Seven new tour dates were recently announced in the following cities. Toronto, uh, July 9th. Chicago, Illinois, July 23rd. East Rutherford, New Jersey, July 30th. Washington, D.C., August 6th. Atlanta, GA, August 12th. Los Angeles, California, September 3rd. And Houston, Texas, September 24th. That's great. Um, you know, we were just talking about Michelle and Barack Obama. That's great that Malia Obama is uh, dabbling into TV writing, so she's being a part of this project. And we'll see what happens. You know, you never know. This might be a whole new career for the former first daughter. You know what I mean? Um, Sylvester Stallone is taking his family up Paramount Mountain. The Rocky Balboa star brings his family reality show, The Family Stallone, in an unsettling Paramount Plus commercial for Super Bowl uh, 57. Now, on Thursday, February 2nd, the streaming service released an ad for the big game. The commercial put the emphasis on the family Stallone as characters from Paramount Plus shows like Dora the Explorer, Star Trek Lower Decks, and Reno 911 come together to view the three faces of the mountain, the northern, southern, and Stallone faces. Now, Sly himself is seen climbing up his stony uh, massage while the characters, including his three daughters, Sophia, Scarlett, and Sestine, watch on. However, things get rocky for the actor when the stone face sneezes, sending him plummeting down the mountain. And the 76-year-old is saying, quote, I wonder if I need surgery. Now, also on Thursday, the streamer announced that Sly, along with his wife Jennifer Flavin and their three daughters, will star in a new reality series called The Family Stallone, which premieres this spring. In their new reality series, the Family Stallone will give unprecedented access to their lives to show what goes on behind the scenes of one of Hollywood's most famous families. For Sly, who audiences know as Rocky and Rambo, among other iconic roles, that means giving a glimpse into his self-described greatest role as the dad to his three daughters. The series will dive into his role at home and how he prepares his family, specifically his daughters, for the future. 
Right now we have 15 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about it, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at That's Entertain One. That's T H A T S Entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto Fourteen. Stiletto S T I L E T T O and the number fourteen. You can also follow me on the gram at T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Also, as you, if you're just tuning in, I mentioned earlier on in the show that uh, at, after 15 minutes after the hour, I was going to do a black history segment uh for the past 2 years I started doing this so that we can so that my audience can know about all the inventions and the contributions that African American has made throughout society and to the world because we're never taught this in school and as far as I'm concerned black history is is everyday history it's it's black history month it's every day every week every month so this week we're going to be spotlighting on Mr. Elijah McCoy he was the inventor of the lubricant oil cup that allowed railroad steam engines to be lubricated without stopping the train, saving time and money. Now, McCoy was born in Colchester, Ontario, Canada, on May 2, 1844. His parents escaped from slavery in Kentucky to Canada on the Underground Railroad. And as a child, he became interested in mechanical devices, often taking apart machines and reassembling them. And at the age of 15, McCoy was sent by his parents to attend school in Edinburgh, Scotland, where he was certified as a mechanical engineer. In 1866, at the age of 22, McCoy returned from Scotland and settled in the, I think this is Salanti, Michigan. And at the time, immediately following the Civil War, he had difficulties finding a job as an engineer because of his race. And instead of immediately embarking upon the career he had prepared for, McCoy began working for the Michigan Central Railroad as a fireman. His job was to oil the axles, bearings, and other moving parts of the train when when it was stopped and to shovel coal into the firebox of the cab. Now, while he worked for the Michigan Central Railroad, McCall also endeavored in a home-based machine shop to develop a way to lubricate the train while it was moving. And he came up with this automatic lubricator for oiling the steam engines of locomotives and ships while they were running, enabling them to run faster and more profitably. Called the lubricated cup or lubricated oil cup, he patented it in 1872. And in 1882, McCoy settled in Detroit, Michigan, where he worked as a mechanical consultant to many engineering firms, establishing his own company, the Elijah McCoy Manufacturing Company, in 1920. And although he is most well known as the inventor of the lubricated oil cup, which he continued to improve upon over the years with more patents. He also invented a portable iron board, a lawn sprinkler, and enhanced rubber heels for shoes. 
And throughout his life, Elijah McCoy filed 57 U.S. patents. He was recognized by several of his African-American contemporaries, including Booker T. Washington, who in Story of the Negro cited him as having produced more patents than any other African-American inventor of his time. The saying, the real McCoy, is sometimes a tribute to McCoy's lubricated cup, but the phrase true origin is unknown. McCoy passed away on October 10, 1929, in the Eloise Infirmary at the age of 85, and over the years he has sold the rights to many of his patents and wound up poor in money and in health. And in 1974, the state of Michigan put a historical marker in front of his former home at 5720 Lincoln Street, and the city of Detroit named a nearby street in his honor in 1975. And in 2011, Michigan U.S. Senator Debbie Stabano authored an amendment to the Patent Reform Act of 2011 to name the first satellite office of the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, which opened in Detroit on July 13, 2012, as the Elijah J. McCoy United States Patent and Trademark Office. Elijah McCoy unbelievable. And see, and that's why it's so important that you get to know African-American history because it is American history. And that's our um, our segment for African, for February Black History Month. Uh, also this week we are um, talking about um, there is a, oh, let me get my note here. Uh, there's going to be, uh, well, let me tell you this. You know, with all the daytime talk shows, I really enjoy Sherry Shepard. And congratulations to her because her daytime talk show will continue to grace our TV screens for the next couple of years. Uh, Sherry has been greenlit for two more seasons, carrying it through the 2024 to 2025 television season. Uh, this is according to People. Fox and Deadmar Mercury executives behind the series praise Shepard for her success and con- her contribution to daytime TV. Shepard shared her appreciation for Fox and Deadmar Mercury when addressing her show's renewal. The comedian also voiced plans to continue bringing more laughter, joy, and inspiration to her audience. Shepard snagged her daytime series after periodically guest hosting the Wendy Williams show final season. The comedian and former co-host on The Talk revealed that she landed her own show in February of 2022. Sherry debuted only months later in September. Uh, Shepard's daytime TV time slot adds to a growing and diverse variety available to viewers, including having such guests like uh, Karamo Brown from Queer Eye, The Real World, and Jennifer Hudson, respective shows. uh, Sonova Hillman, the 10-year-old daughter of the late DMX, is gearing up to release an eye-opening four-part docuseries about the dangers of drug addiction and fentanyl use. This week, Hillman launched a GoFundMe page to help generate donations for the film pre- and post-production. Hillman lost her aunt and uncle to fentanyl addiction and her dad to a drug overdose. In a short promo, the youngster revealed that she was inspired to bring awareness to the issues after she attended a 10-week drug awareness program conducted by drug abuse resistant education at her school. And during the intense program, Hillman saw a clip of Tatiana Miller having a heart-to-heart with her brother Romeo and father Master P about the dangers of her drug addiction. 
Miller struggled with drug and substance abuse for years before she passed away from an accidental fentanyl overdose in 2022. Now, Hillman hopes to educate people about the fatal risks associated with drug addiction and fentanyl use, especially young children who have lost a parent due to an overdose. And according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that is up to 50 times stronger than heroin, heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. It is a major contributor to fatal and non-fatal overdoses in the U.S., DMX, a rapper who became famous for his infectious, hard-hitting rap anthems in the 90s and early 2000s, struggled with drug addiction throughout his iconic career. In an emotional interview with Up Rocks in 2021, the New York native revealed that his addiction started at 14 years old. DMX, whose real name is Earl Simmons, said he was passed a blunt lace with crack by his mentor, Reddy Don. Sadly, that same year, the rapper died from a reported cocaine-induced heart attack. And the BBC News has issued an apology after accidentally using a picture of Viola Davis for a headline about Beyonce knows, making use of his Twitter account, the news channel claimed that the error fell below the BBC's usual standards. Meanwhile, one BBC journalist pointed out a out in a now-deleted tweet that the error came as part of a sequence about the other Grammy winners, which is why it had indicated that Beyonce Big Night, he denied the Oscar-winning actress had been misidentified. Now, during its coverage for the 65th Grammy Awards on Sunday, February 5th, the popular British news channel reported about Beyonce Big Night referring to the Cuffit singer's history-making win at the ceremony. However, instead of showing an image of Queen Bee, the news channel displayed a picture of the Woman King actress from the 2023 Golden Globes. The 2023 Grammy Awards was indeed a big night for both Beyonce and Viola. After receiving her 32nd Grammy for the Best Dance Electronic Album for Renaissance, Beyonce is officially the most decorated artist in history. The pop icon broke the record set by the late Hungarian-British conductor George Salty for the most Grammy wins of all time. Meanwhile, Viola achieved the EGOT title after she took home the award for Best Audiobook Narration and Storytelling Recording for her memoir, Finding Me. The Fences actress won an Emmy for her role in How to Get Away with Murder, an Oscar for Fences, and two Tony Awards for King Headley III and Fences. Right now we have here 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, Coming up... We're going to be uh, talking about uh, Netflix Squid Game Challenge. Apparently, it's been turning out to be a disaster. That's right. According to a new report, Squid Games, based on the reality show, was accused of inhuman working conditions and causing torment and trauma by four former contestants. Also, CBS has found a replacement for the Late Day Show with James Corden. And Prince Harry almost made his debut on Saturday Night Live. And Pamela Anderson is set to front a plant-based cooking show on the Food Network Canada. And Dexter is coming back for a prequel series focusing on a young Dexter Morgan. Uh, Showtime is getting ready to set to be uh, voted into a Paramount Plus show. And Matthew McConaughey is tapped to voice Elvis Presley in an upcoming Netflix series. 
All those stories are coming up after the break, so don't you go anywhere. Remaining in the show That was new music from R.M. 
the lead of uh, the leader of the B, uh, BTS, featuring Anderson Pack and Still Life. That's from uh, RN's new solo project called Indigo. Uh, before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, Netflix Squid Game. Well, Netflix, the Squid Game, the challenge apparently turned out to be a disaster. According to a new report, Squid Game, based on the reality show, was accused of, I should say based on the Netflix show, was accused of inhuman working conditions and causing torment and trauma by four former contestants. Now, numerous former contestants initially claimed that the show was rigged, the report noted that the show made it sure to let some of the contestants, some of which were Instagram and TikTok influencers, advance the next round of the competition regardless of whether or not they completed a game. Now, three contestants also recall what they named the 38-second massacre. And at the time, a bunch of contestants had their blood squid uh, pack go off and they were simultaneously eliminated from the reality show despite having successfully completed a game. Now, instead of Squid Game, uh, they are calling it the Rig Game. And instead of Netflix, they're calling it Netflix because it was clearly obviously obvious. Uh, that's what another former player had said. Now, the new report right after it was said that medics were called at ten, as uh, 10 contestants suffer from injuries during filming. And among the report complaints were a pneumonia, uh, a, uh, a herniated disc, a torn knee tendon, and an ear infection. NUI claimed that contestants were asked to stand still while playing red light, green light at 26 degrees or minus 3 degrees Celsius weather in 30-minute increments during a nine-hour filming session. Now, in response to the report, a representative for Netflix said that it uh, that it's going to investigate or that it it's invested in all of the appropriate safety procedures to ensure the health and safety of its of its cast and crew members were maintained. Uh, CBS has found a replacement for the Late Late Show with James Corden. According to Deadline, a reboot of At Midnight is set to take over the 12.37 a.m. time slot, which is currently occupied by James Corden's show. The revised game show, which aired 600 episodes on Comedy Central before signing off in August of 2017, will be executive produced by Stephen Colbert. It was previously hosted by Chris Hardwick, but it's unveiled that he is not expected to return on on the reboot. Now, James announced his exit from the Late Late Show in April of 2022, citing that he wants to spend more time with his children. The TV star has Max 11, Carrie 8, and Charlotte 5 with his wife, Julia Carrie, and the comic actor admitted that his kids were one of the big factors behind the decision to return to the U.K. And Prince Harry almost made his debut on Saturday Night Live. According to a new report, the Duke of Sussex was in talks last year to host a popular NBC comedy show ahead of the release of his bombshell memoir, Spare. It's unknown why they didn't move forward with the hosting gig. The husband of Meghan Markle, meanwhile, ended up doing some TV interviews for his book, which included appearances on CBS, 60 Minutes, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. 
Pamela Anderson set to uh, front a plant-based cooking show on the Food Network Canada. The 55-year-old star has landed new series, Pamela's Cooking with Love, a working title which has been commissioned by Chorus Studios and will see her team up with top-level chefs at her home in Canada as they work on a variety of plant-based meals and menus. The studio has also greenlit a second series of Pamela Garden of Eden as she renovates her family Vancouver Island property. According to a press release, the new cooking show is focused on the Baywatch legend being fueled by a craving to learn more about cooking and how she can use food to take entertaining to a uh, next level. Um, Dexter is coming back for a prequel series focusing on a young Dexter Morgan. Showtime, which is said to be uh, folded into Paramount Plus, has improved a plan for Dexter Origin, which will allow a version of the character in his early 20s and at the offset of his transitioning into an avenging serial killer he would become. The spinoff show is set in Miami, mostly likely the 1980s, and follows on... um, from the success of the 2021 sequel series, Dexter New Blood, it will see Dexter played by Michael C. Hall in the original eight seasons and reboot graduating college and joining Miami Metro. There he'll meet younger version of many of the characters we came to know in the original Dexter, the, pre- the press release ads, and of course the show will also focus on Dexter's family, including a very much alive Harry and a very fun, uh, for- formidable uh, teenage dead. In previous series, Harry and Deborah have been played by James uh, Remar and Jennifer Carpenter, respectively. Matthew McConaughey is tapped to voice Elvis Presley in the upcoming Netflix series. The 53-year-old actor will follow in Austin Butler's footsteps as the next person to play the late king of rock and roll in an adult cartoon called Agent Elvis, Elvis, which will see the legendary singer as a secret spy. The synopsis reads as of this. Uh, it says, in the series, Elvis Presley trades in his white jumpsuit for a jetpack when he is currently inducted into a secret government spy program to help battle the dark forces that threaten the country he loves, all while holding down his day job as the king of rock and roll. Netflix has described the show as an offbeat, violent, and raunchy. Matthew will serve as executive producer alongside Elvis' widow Priscilla Presley and writer and co-creator John Eddy, while Sony Pictures will credit for the animation. Uh, The show is set to launch in March of 2023, and the streaming giant has unveiled a trailer to tie in with the announcement. The Interstellar star can be heard saying, quote, every once in a while, man accomplished the impossible, unquote. Wow, I guess, I guess they just can't. You just can't have enough Elvis movies and cartoons, and you know, it's just Elvis, Elvis, Elvis all around, right? <laughs> um, the 30th annual MTV Movie and TV Awards will return to form this May. Uh, unlike the past couple of years where the show was divided into scripted and unscripted portions, this ceremony will bring the TV genre back together in one collective prime time event as reported by Variety. The uh, MTV Movie and TV Awards uh, will take place this year on May 7th. Um, 
at the Barker's Hangar in Los Angeles, Santa Monica Airport, the same 35,000-square-foot entertainment venue where the show was filmed live in 2022. The host or hosts and nominees for 2023 have yet to be announced. The movie signals the next step uh, in uh, it will signal the next step in the evolution of the award program, which originally debuted in 1992, billed as the MTV Movie Awards. It was later expanded to include TV categories in 2017. After a year off in 2020 due to the pandemic, uh, it returned in 2021 with two separate nights, one for scripted and one for unscripted television content. In 2022, they combined uh, they combined them into a one-night event, but will still separate the ceremony by having two distinct hosts. Vanessa Hudson's host descriptive portion, while the Bachelorette star, uh, uh, Tasia Adams, hosted the unscripted program. Now, it seems there will be one host or at least a more seamless integration of the program. Uh, this shift may be in response to the fluctuation in viewership the show has experienced in recent years. The combined show in 2022 drew 2.5 million viewers, uh, which was up 47% from the prior year, but still significantly below the 3.37 million viewers it garnered in 2018, according to The Hollywood Reporter. It's not just MTV, however. CBC reported last month that war shows have been in plight for years and suggest low ratings for the Golden Globes and the Grammys recently have raised questions about the relevance of award shows in general. 2022 saw the likes of Spider-Man, No Way Home, Euphora, Loki, Scream, and Selling Sunset take home big awards. Industry luminaires such as Jack Black, Jennifer Lopez, and Bethany Frankel of the Real Housewife fame also received Lifetime Achievement Awards. The 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards will air internationally and across 170 countries on MTV. Uh, Eminem uh, extended family is getting bigger. That's right. The Grammy-winning rapper daughter Haley J got engaged Saturday to her longtime boyfriend Evan McClintock. Uh, Haley, who's now 27, posted multiple Instagram photos of the proposal, including one showing McClintock down on one knee and another offering a close-up glimpse of the diamond ring. Haley, a fashion influencer who hosted the Just a Little Shady podcast, was first linked to McClintock in 2016. She is a frequent subject of her controversial dad lyrics, including in tracks such as Haley's song and My Dad's Gone Crazy. Her engagement received celebratory comments from several celebrities, including singer Skylar Gray, who has multiple songs with her father. Eminem, whose real name is Marshall Mathers, is a 15-time Grammy winner. He was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame last November. His hits include The Real Slim Shady and Lose Yourself. And shortly after the 65th Grammy Awards aired on February 5th, rumors began swirling that Offset and his Migo bandmate Quavo got into an altercation backstage. Hours later, footage of the alleged quarrel began circulating across social media. In the short video, Cardi B can be heard yelling both 
both of y'all wrong, both of y'all are at someone off camera. Several sources claim that the Bronx bred MC was trying to break up a fight between Offset and Quavo before things got messy. Now, according to TMZ, the quarrel occurred just moments before Quavo took to the stage to perform Without You, a tribute song dedicated to his nephew Takeoff during the In Memorandum segment of the show. Uh, allegedly, the Grammy had asked Offset if he wanted to take part in the touching tribute, but Quavo refused to let him take part and blocked him from joining on stage, leading to an alleged fight. However, Offset is setting the record straight about what really happened. Well, sort of. On February 6th, the motorsport rapper took to Twitter to clear the air about the tussle seen in the footage. He claimed nothing went down at all. Um, he was saying, "What does it? Why? What, what? What does it look like? Me fighting my brother Offset?" And he's calling people crazy. He said that tweet was reposted by the Neighborhood Talk. Uh, people noted that the night before the Grammys, both rappers attended Clive Davis' pre-Grammy gala in Beverly Hills, but were not seen together the entire night. It's unclear where things stand between Offset and Quavo, but hopefully they're working to mend whatever beef could be stirring behind closed doors, especially for the sake of takeoff. The 28-year-old Migos rapper was shot and killed in Houston after bullets rang out at a private party in November of 2022. And before takeoff ultimately passing, Offset stepped away from Migos to pursue a solo project, Quavo and Takeoff were still performing on their own, occasionally rapping under the moniker Unk and Few. In the in uh, October, the duo dropped their collaborative album, Only Built for Infinity Link, featuring their hit Messy. Wow. Uh, right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere.
Yes, that was new music from Tay Young featuring Park Jimin of BTS and Vibe. Uh, right now we got 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, the 2023 Grammy Awards took place this past Sunday, February 5th. And uh, there was a lot of things going on uh, during the show. Uh, and one highlight of the show was this is the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. That's right. The 2023 Grammy Awards, which took place this past Sunday, honored the 50th anniversary of hip-hop with an all-star tribute. LL Cool J, a two-time Grammy winner and a seven-time nominee, was tapped to lead the tribute, which include epic performances by Busta Rhyme, Ice-T, Quest Love, Missy Elliott, Glorilla, Salt and Pepper, Queen Latifah, and Too Short, among others. Prior to the performance, LL Cool J took the stage to present the Dr. Dre Global Impact Award to Dr. Dre. The award was established by the Recording Academy and the Black Music Collective. Later, 33 artists from different generations took the stage for a 13-minute performance, which was curated by Quest Love. It started with narrations by Black Thought before transitioning into three separate chapters. It covered as much ground as it could in a short amount of time. Each act includes Salt and Pepper, DJ Drama, The Root, Nelly, and Too Short. Received a few, they received a quick few bars of their uh, iconic hits. The audience was seen fully enjoying the performance. Jay-Z looked amazed to see artists after artists taking the stage. And as for DJ Khaled, the, the, another one rapper could be seen holding a lighter up. And concluding the star-studded performance, LL Cool J shouted for the culture. It was amazing. I mean, it was to get so many artists in in just so little time, it was just incredible. I think it was, uh, if you didn't see it, there was uh, Run DMC was there, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. Uh, they had um, Queen Latifah. Uh, they they had so many so many artists. Uh, they had a Buster Rhymes. They had oh, it was just incredible. And I think that was one of the biggest highlights. I I think matter of fact that was the second biggest highlight of the night for the Grammy Awards. The first one was Miss uh, Queen B herself. Uh, she sits alone atop the Grammy Award throne, but was. Um, but she was shut out in Sunday's uh, top three categories. Uh, Beyonce broke the all-time record with her 32nd career Grammy win, achieving the milestone midway through the 2023 ceremony at Los Angeles Crypto.com Arena, where Renaissance was named Best Dance Electro- Electronic Music Album. But it was Harry Styles who claimed Albums of the Year for the chart-topping Harry's House, while blues rocker Bonnie Raitt won Song of the Year for Just Like That, and Lizzo took home Record of the Year for About Damn Time. Beyonce led all artists Sunday with nine nominations, including for Song, Record, and Album of the Year. Her fourth and final win of the night pushed her past their previous high mark held by the late conductor George Salty, whose 31st Grammys, uh, came in uh, 1998. Her other win Sunday included Best Dance Electronic Recording for Break My Soul, Best Traditional R&B Performance for Plastic Off the Sofa, and the be- and Best R&B Song for Cuff It. Now, Styles 
He also won Best Pop Vocal Album for Harry House, while the Bronx-born jazz singer uh, Samara Joy received Best New Artist. Adele won her 16th career Grammy with Best Pop Solo Performance for the hit Easy On Me. Bad Bunny got Sunday show off to a hopping start with an opening format of El Apongo John. And um, Despuces de las Plata, uh, that had Taylor Swift and Jack Harlow out of their seats and dancing along. The Puerto Rican artist, who was Spotify's most streamed artist in each of the last three years, later won Best Musica Urbana album for his chart tampe, Un Verano Sinti. Now, Bad Bunny, whose real name is Bonito Antonio Martinez Ocasio, said, quote, when you do things with love and passion, everything is easier, unquote. Un Verano Sinti was a finalist as well for Album of the Year, making it the first Spanish-language project to be nominated in the category. Also making history was Kim Petras, who won Best Pop Duo Group Performance with Sam Smith for their hit, Unholy. Sunday ceremony commemorated the career of rapper and producer Dr. Dre, again with the inaugural Dr. Dre Global Impact Award. Again, the show celebrated 50th anniversary of the hip-hop music with the star power medley. And, um, again, with performances by Public Enemy, Missy Elliott, you name it. Film and TV star Viola Davis won her first career Grammy, making her the 18th person to achieve EGOT status as the recipient of the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. Her win comes in the Best Audio Book Narration and Storytelling Recording category for the 2022 memoir, Finding Me. Now, Davis is the first person to reach EGOT milestones since Jennifer Hudson in 2021, Rita Moreno, John Legend, Mel Brooks, Whoopi Goldberg, and Andrew Lloyd Webber are among the other EGOT recipients. Uh, Kendrick Lamar won Best Rap Song and Best Rap Performance for The Heart Part 5 and Best Rap Album for Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. His sixth win in the Best Rap Performance category are the most ever. And Brandy Carlisle, who previous six Grammy wins came in country, American Roots, and Americana categories, won Best Rock Song and Best Rock Performance for Broken Horses. Carlisle also won Best Americana Album for In These Silent Days, which was nominated as well for Album of the Year. So congratulations to all of the winners and all the nominees as well. Um, uh, ABC uh, News, ABC News has unveiled its Black History Month programming slate that includes the return of the Emmy-winning series Soul of a Nation. It's a new hour-long special. Uh, the producer explores the history of black un- uh, entertainers in Las Vegas and celebrities who's uh, those currently dominating the strip. Black and Vegas detailed the pivotal events that paved the way for today's generation, including the 1971 federal consent decree that forced hotels and casinos to give black workers the opportunity to be in front of the house positions, and Frank Sinatra pushing for black performers like his peers, Quincy Jones and Sammy Davis Jr., to be allowed to stay at the same hotel as him. Today, several artists, including Usher, are having back-to-back sold-out residencies in Sin City. 
The special will feature interviews with Smokey Robinson, Usher, Neo, comedian George Wallace, and Lunell, Anna Bailey, the first black showgirl to perform in Sin City, and a newly surfaced conversation with Sammy Davis Jr. It will also offer inside perspective from cultural commentators and venue executives on what it's like to make a living on the Strip. Soul of a Nation present Black in Vegas is currently streaming on Hulu in its entirely. Can't wait to watch that. Yeah, you know, it's so funny that um, going back to uh, back in the days where black performers weren't allowed to perform at certain venues and hotels, and I remember um, Frank Sinatra's daughter was talking about how uh, he was so upset because he used to uh, perform with his Sam, with Sammy Davis Jr. Sammy Davis Jr. and Frank Sinatra were bosom buddies. They traveled together. They were always seen together, eating together, you name it. And when it came time for Frank Sinatra to perform at this particular venue, Sammy Davis Jr. was with him. And they said, oh, they told Frank Sinatra, oh, you can come in, but... Sammy Davis Jr. couldn't come in. And Frank Sinatra was so upset by that that his best friend, his buddy, his his bro couldn't come in, couldn't perform at the same venue that he told that venue, I'm not performing. You know, he said, whatever you do, sue me, whatever you got to do. If my friend Sammy Davis Jr. can't perform here, he can't, I can't perform here either. And that was the start of this whole thing. So uh, thank you, uh, Frank Sinatra, for being an ally and for sticking up for your friend Sammy Davis Jr. and allowing for changes to be made where black performers and artists and actors and uh, recording artists can perform at the same venues as white artists. So thank you. Uh, right now we got three minutes left remaining in the show. I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in um, to the show this week. Make sure, guys, this Saturday is my annual Valentine's Day show. Every year I do a music show where I celebrate Lover's Holiday. It's going to be this Saturday, February 11th at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you tune in. Uh, it's for... Um, uh, just to celebrate Valentine's Day, and even if you don't have a particular special someone, uh, or you just are not, if you don't have any plans, keep me company that night, and just you know, sit back, have a glass of wine, and enjoy the smooth sound of R&B and some of uh, some of the songs of some of my favorite R&B artists from the R&B genre. So make sure you tune in. This Saturday, February 11th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time for my annual Valentine's Day show. You're really going to enjoy it. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.